Good to see you. Good to be here. Thanks to Max and Jared for holding on the fort while I uh, got to rest a little bit. Uh, it, was, it was good. I got Christmas right. I just kind of like just vegged and uh, it, was, it was good. But, you know, in 2015, like, you know, Max was saying, you know, we're going to be um, looking ahead to 2016. But, you know, 2015 was a year in which God had called us to arise and shine. And, you know, I was looking back, you know, over the last couple of weeks, I was thinking of uh, 2015. And I thought, you know, I was just so blessed by all of you, um, you know, because, you know, you made a decision. You made a choice that, that you were going to indeed arise and shine, and, and you took a step of faith. And, and it was really neat to see God, again, intersect our faith with his faithfulness. And, and, and we just saw in a lot of ways that 2015 was a year of, of, of much breakthrough. You know, that there was a lot of breakthroughs, um, whether it be personally or as a church. You know, we had a number of breakthroughs uh, here at the church that it was amazing, you know, that in the midst of the challenges and all the obstacles, um, you know, you took to heart God's call to arise and shine, and you saw God's hand at work. And I hope we don't stop that, because it was just so encouraging, so great. You know, I, I thought back on um, how, you know, this past year, you know, we had two next-generation young people, you know, five I think five-year-old Ellis Chinin, you know, saw a homeless woman and thought, man, maybe we, sh- we should do something, Mom, and just catching a burden. Five, six. 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 All right. Yeah, New Year, I guess. No, but... Uh, um, and, and so they decided that they're going to do a, a, a smoothie fundraiser, you know, and they went back there and... and, and and bought grand, brought grandpa's Vitamix, and and then you know they made a whole bunch, and then they got the money, and they used it. We're using that for um, the homeless, the next step homeless shelter meal service, you know. And then I thought about you know just last month, you know where um, we really were not going to be able to do the Angel Tree project. You know there was so much things going on, and uh, different key people who were really involved in that project. <clears throat> weren't going to be able to help this year. And so we thought we made a really hard decision. We didn't want to do it. And we thought we can't do this. <clears throat> and then, you know, Josh Oyadamari, nine-year-old Josh, nine, yeah. Uh, Oyadamari Chun, he, he said, you know, no, it's got to it's gotta be done, you know. And, and the thing that blessed me about that was for Ellis and for, for Josh, um, there was no, there was no, nothing in it for them. Right? It wasn't like, we got to do this angel tree because i got to get me my present. It wasn't like that. It was all to bless other people. And it really was to bless people that they don't necessarily have a relationship with yet. And yet, you know, they took the lead. And I, and I said, God, you know, there's something important about that, that. That we're seeing even young people grab hold of that call that we got to arise and shine. And so I was so blessed this past year. And you know, praying for this, this year, 2016. And I'm excited about 2016. The first thing that caught my eye about 2016 was 16 is the number of Joe Montana. And I thought, man, that's like great. This is like the year of Joe, you know, and a new biography came out in October, Montana, you know, it was like great. And uh, 
So I was praying about this year, and, and I just felt really clear, like what we talked about at our, at our vision service, that this is a year where God is saying, you know, it's time for us, as we arise and shine, we have to go out, and we have to take our land. And we talked about what that means, and we said that that really means going out and sharing the good news about Jesus with everybody we know. You know, everybody we meet, everybody we know. But we have to intentionally go out and share the good news. You know, like this past few weeks, I've heard a lot of people really talking a lot about Star Wars, right? And the movie came out, and you hear people talking about it. And then the first question they ask is, did you see it yet? Yeah, I saw it. And then they, they talk about it. And then they're telling people, if you haven't seen it, you got to go and see it and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, for me, it was like, because mm, I think, you know, that first Star Wars that came out, you know, many, many years ago, I think that's the only one that I saw, the, the whole thing. After that, it was like lame. You know, I just, not into Star Wars, you know. And so I don't know about the Empire guys coming back or I saw bits and pieces that I liked. I liked when Yoda, that Yoda guy was with the candlestick was fighting. I thought that was kind of cool. But, so I didn't, you know, but, you know, I, I was thinking about that, and I thought how excited we are about a movie that we're going to, that we're going to share with people, we're gonna, you got to see that movie, got to do this stuff, but how much more important it is for us to, to share with people the hope of the world, you know, that the hope for people's lives, and so I felt like this year, it really is a year which we need to be intentional, that we have to go out, and we got to share the good news. You know, we got to take our land by sharing the good news about Jesus, who he is and what he's done. And I felt like God was saying, in order for us to do that, it's going to require a little bit of faith, right? That we got to be strong and courageous. That in order for us to accomplish everything that God has for us, we've got to be strong and courageous. And one of those verses that really comes back to me is 1 Thessalonians 5. He says, now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and your soul and your body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes back. God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful. You know, And, and God gives us a promise in this passage that, that it says that if we allow God to transform us from the inside out, you know, as we open our hearts and we allow God to change and work on the things that need to be worked out in our lives, that we would make it our, our, our goal to, to, to really be blameless before the Lord. He says that whatever he calls us to do, that, that we're going to see God's strong hand in our lives. That whatever he calls us to do, that he will make it happen. And, you know, I get excited about that because whatever God calls you to, whatever God calls us to, wouldn't it be great to see God's strong hand in that? To actually see, because we say, well, how do we know God exists? Well, we know because we, by faith, we, we, we know we feel his presence when we worship. But to see God work and do things that only God can do because he's called us to something. You know, that's amazing to me. That we get to see God in action, you know? And as we head into this new year, there's a story in the Bible that I believe that God wants to encourage us all with. 
you know, that um, to encourage us to be strong and courageous in all that we do, no matter what we face. Because I don't think it's going to be an easy year. I think it's going to be a great year. I think it could be the greatest year of our lives. I think we're going to, we can look back and we're going to say, this was like the most incredible year, you know. But it's not going to be easy. And we're going to, be, we're going to need to be strong and courageous. And in the book of Zechariah, we see that the Israelites were in this key, key moment in their history. You know, King Cyrus had given the okay for them to go back. They were taken into captivity for years and years and years, right? And, and now King Cyrus had given them the okay to go back and to rebuild their city, Jerusalem, their capital, Jerusalem, and rebuild the temple. And so a bunch of people left to go back to Jerusalem. This was a huge thing. You know, this was, again, it was the, the restart of their nation, you know, that the temple in Jerusalem, their beloved Jerusalem, meant so much to this people. And then they, they go back, and, 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 and as they're going back, they're thinking this is huge because of all the difficult times that they had where they saw that their homeland was was devastated by all these armies coming in. They saw their, their city and their capital and their temple just um, turned to rubble, you know, that they saw many of their leaders and people killed and taken into captivity, and now they're heading back, you know. And it was an exciting time. And they go back, and they, they look, and it was like, whoa. It's, 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 it's like we remember or we were told. It's, it laid in ruins. And they look, man, this is going to be a job. You know, this wasn't like going to be really, like, we just got to putter around here and there. They, they saw that, that this, was gonna, this was a major undertaking, right? And so they start, they, start, they, they start working on the walls. They start doing things. And, and, and they're moving forward. And they're excited, right? Because they're excited because they're, they're now reestablishing their homeland, and their nation, and they're all excited. And they begin to face some challenges, and then now work comes to a halt. Right? You know, the excitement kinds of, kind of wears off. They're kind of like, oh, this is, this is tiring, you know. And then so the work stopped, and, and for about two decades, nothing happened. You know, the temple was in ruin. It was just, it was a mess. And, um, you know, now there's been like, 20 years, 20 plus years, nothing's happening. And then into that, God brings and sends a young prophet, and his name is Zechariah. And he sends this young prophet to encourage the struggling returnees. You know, just he's there to, to encourage them as they're trying to accomplish something that seems so impossible to them. And as we head into this new year, God wants to encourage us through this story to be strong and courageous. So if you got your Bibles, we're going to look at Zechariah chapter 4, all right? And how we can be strong and courageous in 2016, right? And the first thing is this. If we want to be strong and courageous in 2016, you got to access and you got to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. That you've got to rely. You got to access the power of the Holy Spirit. In Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Then he said to me, This is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. And I like Zerubbabel. I always like that name. You know, if I 
was able to have another kid, I think I'd call him Zerubbabel. Because I think, I mean, that'd be a cool name, right? Like, I mean, you know, I mean, if, I think my first grandkid, I think we, we name him Zerubbabel. You know, Zerubbabel Mori, or whatever, you know. Zerubbabel Fowler. That's a good one, right? I like that, Zerubbabel. But I always liked Zerubbabel. And uh, he says, this is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength, but it's really by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's army. All right? That's how he's described. It's not going to be by how hard you work. It's not going to be by force. It's not going to be how, you know, how strong you are. It's going to be because of my Holy Spirit, says the Lord of heaven's army. Nothing, not even a mighty mountain, will stand in Zerubbabel's way. It will become a level plain before him. And when Zerubbabel sets the final stone of the temple in place, the people will shout, may God bless it, may God bless it. And it's like this. He, he's, he's giving them a promise. He's saying, guys, look, I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. I know this seems impossible. And it's not going to be by your strength. It's not going to be by how hard you work. It's going to be if you, if it's going to happen if you had access my Holy Spirit. It's only by the Holy Spirit this is going to happen. And then he says, which is so encouraging to me, he says, nothing, not even a mountain, is going to stand in Zerubbabel's way. It's going to be a level plain. And he says, you know, when, it's not if, it's when Zerubbabel sets the final stone of the temple in place. Right? It's not like, well, hopefully he will, God willing, maybe in your lifetime, we don't know. He says, no, but when he sets that final stone in place, the people will shout. May God bless it. May God bless it. And the key would be on whose strength they would rely on and they would access. See? In this time, God sends Zerubbabel an encouragement. And Zerubbabel, he was like a governor. He was kind of leading. He was a leader in the rebuilding you know, during this time. And, and, and God tells him that, man, I know this is work. But if you would access my spirit, you're going to see me do something amazing. And you know, the thing is, a lot of times, you know, we feel, you know, you might be feeling right now overwhelmed. You know, you might be overworked. And, you know, there are times when I feel the same way. And automatically, there's something kicks in, right? And I, gotta, I say stuff like, okay, all right, I got to work harder. I know I got 24 hours of, of, uh, a day, but, you know, I'm going to squeeze in 26. You know, I'm just going to make this happen, and I take a deep breath, and, you know, i got to study harder. i got to put more effort. i got to do this stuff, you know, that, that I can do this. You know, I tell myself I can do this if I put in the effort and I just grind. You know, for some of you, it's like bring in the coffee, you know, and things like that. And, and that's the way I think. And, and for a lot of you, you might be thinking the same thing. And God's given us really important instruction here. That if we're going to experience everything that God has for us, and if you're going to experience everything that God has for you, and even when you come to those moments when you're just overworked, overwhelmed, and you're just feeling the, the, the time crunch, I mean, we got a choice. we got a choice. And God's saying, it's not going to be by your strength, Mark. It's not going to be by force. It's not going to be how loud you talk and how grumpy you get. It's not going to be any of those things. It's going to, be, it's going to happen if you would access and rely on my Holy Spirit. That's how it's going to happen. 
then you can be strong and courageous. And then you're going to see God's hand. And here's the thing. You know, when, when we work really hard, at the end it's like, oh, man, we work really hard. And we look back and we think, okay, and we go on to the next. But, you know, how exciting it is when, when you're at that moment and you just get on your knees and say, God, it's not going to be by my strength, not going to be by force, not going to be by power, but it's going to be by your spirit. And we, we trust God. And when we see God come through, doesn't that, like, isn't that a rush? That all of a sudden you see God do something like, oh, this is incredible. And we see God do something amazing. You know, over the past month or so, you know, it's been a challenge uh, for me. You know, I, I, what happened was I kind of developed this rash thing and eczema thing. And, and it, you know, my, um, it was a mess, right? It was, the whole upper body was just a mess. And I kept thinking of, of, of someone in our church who had gone through as a, as a young guy and he got older. I thought, man, I don't know how they did it. You know, and I'm thinking about Job and I'm thinking, man, this is nothing compared to Job. But I said, if, 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 if Jove was worse than this, I, was, you know, I couldn't sleep. Um, you know, you just feel like, you just feel like your whole body just is just, you just want to scratch the skin off, right? And so, so what do I do, right? As it begins to develop, what do I do? Because it's getting, it's irritating, right? What do you do? Okay, so what I did was I got all the OTC, all the over-the-counter stuff I could get, okay? I mean, whatever it was, I look, it might be fungus. I know, I, oh, Lamacil. I know that's what athletes food and stuff, but I'm going to buy some of that stuff. Oh, you know, there's, there's other things, you know, and I, I get that. And then there's the eczema stuff and, you know, hydrocor, you know, all that stuff. And I get a whole bunch. And then there were some homeopathic things. Oh, for a rash. And I think that's great, you know, salve. And, and I started, and it says, you know, apply, you know, twice a day. So what do you do? If twice a day works, isn't six or seven times a day better, right? So I started, and I combined, I just, the whole day, just putting stuff on, right? And um, so I said, you know what? I can do this, you know? I, I could have been a doctor, you know, just put all that stuff on. Stuff. And you know what? Guess what? Didn't get better. Got worse. And, and it got like, it got kind of, really bad looking. And finally, I got to the point where I said, okay, God, I give up. God, you know, I, I just said, God, what do you want me to do? And all of a sudden, I felt the Lord say, Mark, you got to go to the doctor. <laughs> okay? right? And so I went to WebMD. No, I didn't. And so, I, you know, there's right by our house, there's urgent care in Hawaii. So I'm going to go urgent care. Because if you go to the emergency, then it's just bad. You might see people with blood, you know. So my wife had gone to urgent care. It was good. So I went to urgent care. And, and the guy looks at it. He goes, oh. <laughs> you, know, you know. And he's like, you know, like they're like emergency doctors. I said, oh. And he says, you know, it, it kind of looks like, like what, and we don't have it here, but it looks like a bad case of poison ivy. And they said, you know, what, what did you put on, right? <laughs> and I said, well, I put on some stuff. <laughs> what stuff? I, just, I said, you know what, Doc? I just tried every OTC stuff I could find. And he goes, oh, that's not good. So he gave me some steroid things, as you can tell now. I have some steroids. And then um, some antihistamine things. And uh, he said, okay, you know what? Don't put nothing else on. Don't put anything on. You got to put something. You go in the tub. 
and there's this Aveeno oatmeal bath wash. Just, just put that, right? Go in there. And like someone said, yeah, you feel like an oatmeal cookie. But I like oatmeal cookies. Yeah. And I did that. And, and um, it, it's, it's taking a while. It's taking a while. But it's slowly getting better. You know, like I would say that my itch on a, on a scale of 1 to 10, the, the, as irritating it was, it was like an 11. And then now it's about, I don't know, 3, 4 maybe. And um, what I realized in this whole thing and what the Lord was speaking to me was, Mark, how many times? I mean, what's it going to take, really? I mean, you know what I said to Zachariah. You know that it's not by might nor by power. You know. So why do you keep trying? And the Lord made it clear, look, look for you to move forward, for you to be strong and courageous, you've got to rely on me. You've got to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. And so for us to move forward, and if we're going to be strong and courageous, and if this is going to be the most incredible year we've ever had as, as, as individuals and as a church, we've got to rely and we've got to access the power of the Holy Spirit. The second thing is that we've got to trust in God's promise that he who calls you is faithful, right? You gotta, we've got to trust in his promise and we just cannot give up. We just cannot give up. You know, uh, Zechariah 4, verse 8. Then another message came to me from the Lord. Zerubbabel is the one who laid the foundation of this temple. And you know what? He's going to do it. He will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of heaven's army has sent me. He's saying, I want you to understand this. I'm giving you a promise that Zerubbabel, who I put in charge of this, he is going to complete it. And, and there comes a point where what God is saying is that you gotta, we, gotta, we have to trust that God is behind this initiative to rebuild the city and the temple. He set the wheels in motion. He called Zerubbabel to be a leader. And he promises that the work will get done. You see? And, and in the midst of their discouragement and their weariness, God exhorts them. He says, guys, just trust my promise. Whether you can see it or not, you trust in my promise and you don't give up. Rely on the Holy Spirit and just keep going and don't give up. And when God calls you to something, big or small, you got to grab hold of his promise that whatever he calls you to, that he will do it, that he is going to do it because he is faithful. You know, and I was learning this during this last month is, you know, every day I'm checking, I was like, man, you know, like, yeah, it does look like it's getting better, maybe a little bit, you know, maybe if I took two of them still, you know, I'm thinking like that, I said, no, you just got to stay the course. And it's been a while, and I, feel, I keep hearing every day the Lord says, Mark, will you trust me? Will you trust me? You know, and it's not easy, you know, but, but God is saying, will you trust me? And we're going to come to a point, you know, as we go through this year, it's going to get challenging. There's going to be times we're going to just like, we're going to say, well, okay, we've got to make something happen. Or something's going to happen. I, you know what? We've just got to do this. And at that point, we've got to remember, we've got to, we've got to trust his promise. We've got to trust his promise. You know, that he who calls us is faithful, and he's going to do it. And we don't give up. 
You know, we went over to, or you all went over to Hirata Hall for our Christmas Eve service, right? And, um, you know, we're, we're thinking about this. I mean, this is crunch time, right? And the week before, like I said a few weeks ago, we went over, you know, Pastor Max and Jared and I, we went over and we looked and I thought, man, I don't know, should we be here? You know, we were thinking about all kinds of things. And what kept coming back to my mind was this. When we had prayed months ago, a month ago, we prayed about what we should do about the Christmas Eve service. We just felt, I felt like the Lord said, go to Hirata Hall. Find out if it's available and go there. And then as we were there and I was getting all discouraged and thinking the parking lot's a mess, everything's a mess. I think, oh, and I kept thinking, Man, I wonder if we should really be here. And the thing that God kept reminding me was, what has changed in this last month? You know, what has changed? You know, did, did I say otherwise to you? Did I call you to do something else? What changed in that month? And the truth was, nothing changed. The only, cha- only thing that changed was my feelings about the thing. And I just thought God said, no, you just go. And you know, we had, what, 220-something people there. Can you imagine 220-something people in here? You know, I mean, could it have happened? You know, and God is continuing to say, look, when you get to that point, will you trust me and not give up? And I believe there's going to be opportunities, there's going to be times ahead that we're going to go and we're like, what are we going to do? And we've got to get to that point. Okay, we're going to trust the Holy Spirit that he's going to do his work and we're going to trust God and his promise that if he's called us to, to this, it's going to happen. And we're not going to give up. We're not going to give up. That when God calls us and when God calls you to something, it might be huge or it might be small. It doesn't matter. We've got to trust in God's promise. You know, that he who calls is faithful and he will make it happen. The third thing is that <clears throat> we cannot get discouraged by small beginnings. Okay? Don't get discouraged by small beginnings. This is really hard for a lot of impatient people like myself. Right? Zechariah 4.10 says, Do not despise these small beginnings. Look, I know the city looks a mess. I know the temple is, is still in ruins. I know you've been working, 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 and it looks like, man, nothing's really gotten done. I know it looks a mess still. But do not despise these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. The Lord rejoices when we take that step of faith and we act on it. See, that's important to God. See? And he's reminding the people, he's saying, look, look, I know it's a mess still. But don't get discouraged. You know, don't despise these small beginnings. Because, you know, I've called you to something, and you're taking these steps of faith. And that's all I'm asking of you. You just keep taking these steps of faith. And as you trust the Holy Spirit, and you allow Him to get the work done, and you trust in my promise, and you don't give up, it's going to happen. He promises that it's going to happen. And, and, you know, it's easy, right? That, you know, all right, we're going to do this, and we started doing it's like, man, I mean, did we even make a dent in it, right? You know? Or like, say you have a yard and it's, it's just a lot of weeds in it. And then you decide I'm going to have a, like a weed-free zone, right? And you're going to work really hard. And you start working on that small area and it looks pretty good. But then the rest of the yard looks a mess. It's like, oh, man, 
man, is it really going to make a difference? See, and it's, it's, it's easy to get discouraged. Um, you know, I mean, all this past month, I'm, every day I'm checking, oh man, it still looks bad, you know? It's still like itchy as heck, you know, and all this. And it's like, God, you got to do something. And, you know, I, I had to, this is what I had to do. I had to get all that OTC stuff, put it in a Ziploc bag, and put it under my bed, man, because I was just ready to grab something, you know. And, and God is saying, look, guys, don't get discouraged. It's happening. It's going to happen, you know. And I can't, you know, count the number of times in which as our church went out and we did something, and it looked daunting. But God has always come through. I mean, he's always come through. You know, I mean, every step along the way. When we needed, a, you know, when we needed a, a bigger place for, for Easter, right? And I remember there was this one year, and we go to Easter, right? And, and we had three back-to-back services here. And it was just, I mean, really, I mean, literally back to back to back because we wanted to get it done by, by lunch, right? So we had three back-to-back services. And at the end of that day, when I realized that, you know, we had more people at the Christmas Eve before than we had in these three services, I thought, man, it's not worth it. You know, that, that something's got to give. And again, that's when we said, okay, we're going to pray, and we said, you know what, God, like to have three services and have five people in each one, that's rough. No, they had more than five people. They were like ten. Okay, but, but it was rough. And we prayed. We prayed. And God opened up Roosevelt High School, to which at that point, and even till today, they don't, they don't let that auditorium out and they don't really rent it out to churches. And because of you know, Karen Gardner here, who Karen does a lot of work at Roosevelt and has a good relationship with them. You know, she just asked. And he said, oh yeah, you know, for you, we'll do this. And I remember that first year when Jared and I went, we went to, to, to Roosevelt, and the VP said it once, he said it a hundred times, okay, this is just one time, you know, this is one time. Right, Jared, right? One time. Okay, this is the one time. Now we let you guys just one time. And now it's been... How many years have we been at Roosevelt? Four years, maybe? You know, and every year. And in fact, the next year, we were almost afraid to, to ask again because it said one time, right? And so I, I, you know, I was really strong and courageous. I was brave. And so I said, Karen, can you ask them? Right? And, and Karen did. And, and this is what they said. Oh, we were wondering if you wanted to use it again. We kind of marked that day off for you guys. You see? And, and God is saying over and over again, you, will you trust me? You know, don't get discouraged by these small beginnings. And there's going to be a lot of small beginnings that we have. And the, the whole deal on that, will we continue to trust God and not get discouraged by those small beginnings? See, this is a really critical time for us as a culture and a country that, that things are getting increasingly darker spiritually. I mean, it really is in our country. And God has placed us in this place, in this time, for a reason. See, God didn't 
start this thing up so that we could have another church here on this island where a bunch of people could come here and just maybe once a week come and feel better about themselves and a little bit more religious and just maybe get inspired a little to leave the world behind and just kind of come for a little bit just to get into God's presence, check the God box off in their lives and leave. No, that's not why God called this church to start. That God has called us to be salt and light. That God has called us not to do church, but God has called us to be the church. That he's saying, I need you to be salt. And salt goes in, and, and salt is a healing agent, you know. And God is calling us, will you be part of the solution? That if you want to see this country transform, will you be salt in this world? Will you be light? You know, will you bring light where there's darkness? You see, that's God's call for us. God's call for us, not, this is not God's call for us just to gather together. God's call for us is let's huddle up and let's, let's go out and make a difference. You know, let's make a difference in this world. And in the midst of the challenges and possible persecution, we got to continue to arise and shine and we got to be strong and courageous and we got to take our land, you know. When we look at all what's going on, the only answer, it, it is not going to be through policy or anything like that. It's going to be as people's lives are transformed. You know? When you look at the education you know, in, our, in our, our state, now, you know, the DOE can do everything they can. You know? They can do above and beyond the call of duty. But until lives and families are changed, it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be as effective. It's the family's got to change. That, that, that people got to begin to see the value of education. That, that people are going to have to start really focusing in, you know, and, and, and start living the kind of life God wants them to. How are they going to do that if we don't go in and, and share and take our land? You see, and that's going to make the difference as well. It's not going to be, you know, the next president. I mean, they can do a lot. But is that going to change anything, really? You know? No, it's transformed lives. It's our responsibility. It's our call. That we're called to go out and take our land. That we got to go and share Jesus' love and his good news with everybody around us. You see, that's what it's going to take. And God's giving us this huge call. And he's saying, will you arise and shine? Will you take the good news and take our land? Will you be a change agent in our city? And will you be people who will be salt and light and begin to see your beloved Hawaii change? You see? And in order for you to do that, you've got to trust and you've got to rely, you've got to access the Holy Spirit he's saying to us. And he's saying, you know what? If I'm calling you to do this, do this Bank on it. It will happen. And when you start going out, don't worry about, oh, man, we're not really making a difference. You know, there's over a million people here. Look, we, don't, we, know, we, just saw, we just saw 60 people come to the Lord in 2015. 60 people, big whoops. No, it, 60 people. There's 60 more people, over 60 more people are, are going to spend eternity with God in heaven. You know? Now we've got to disciple people.
And God says, don't despise small beginnings. Don't get discouraged. Don't give up. One last thing. In order for us to experience a truly amazing year and, and this next season for us, we've got to grow in our relationship with God. I mean, we've got to grow. And I want to say to you that we're going to do, as a church, we're going to do everything we can to help you grow. We're going to do everything we can to help you go out and take our land. And we're going to do everything we can to help you to be strong and courageous. And a huge part of you growing, and for all of us growing, is, is, is really getting to, to know and to understand this book, the Bible. I mean, this is so important. That this will make sure that we continue to stay on track. You know? Because it's so easy to say, well, I think Jesus would want us to do this, and I think God would want us not to do this. But we wouldn't know. We're not going to know unless we know what God is saying in His Word. And so we're going to be doing that in a really intentional way. We're going to start off these next three weeks with a series in, you know, talking about the Bible. And then after that, we're going to start in Genesis. And we're going to, you know, you know, through the stories of the Bible, the story of creation. We're going to look at Abraham. And we're going to look at, we're just going to start from Genesis. And we're going to work our way through. And we're not going to go through every book. Because when we get to Exodus and when we get to that part, you know, like Numbers and, and Leviticus, you know, they're all kind of built into the story of the Exodus. And then when you get to the end of that, there's Deuteronomy in there, and then we hit to Joshua. So we're not going to hit every book, but we're going we're gonna to go through the Bible through these stories, these key stories. And at the end of our time, you'll have a way, way better feel for for how the bible is put together and it's going to be exciting and it's going to take a while and i don't know how long it's going to take i'm assuming that i'm thinking by the end of 2016 we'll get to joshua we'll get them into the promised land all right and then we'll just go from there right because it's not by might nor by power but by god's spirit so we're just going to say god how fast you want us to go we're going to get to there something else we can do is um, someone made these bookmarks. You know, we had like the daily walk. And, and I thought, okay, you know, I wanted to change up a little bit. And we're going to pass them out to you because it's so great and it's so important. So maybe someone can help Pauline. And as I'm talking, you know, she's going to pass them out. But here's the thing. I figured this, that, that um, for some of you, it's going to be really challenging to read through the Bible in a year. All right? I know a lot of you did not go to Castle High School, and so I know you're a little bit behind on that, but, um, you know, so what this is, is this is a Bible reading plan that, that will get us through the Bible in two years. How many of you have read through the Bible? Yeah, how many of you have read through the Bible, right? So we want to continue to read through the Bible, and here's the thing about the Bible. We can read through it, and we can read what we want to read, but... But what is God saying to us? What is God saying through the Bible to us? What is his truth? Because so many people have read the Bible, but they just kind of use it for their own benefit. And we're going to read it for what it really says. And we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to illumine us. And so what this is, is this, this is a two-year reading plan. Now, what it, if you notice, there's like such in Genesis, and then it has a, 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 some, a passage from like a psalm there. Now, here's the thing. If you want to, and if you want to start, 
you know, don't despise the small beginnings. Just read the Genesis part, all right? Because that'll get you through the Bible in two years. Because what this plan does is you're going to have Psalms and Proverbs down the road. And, and that's like a companion passage. And you'll be reading, I think, Psalms and, and the Proverbs like three times over. You're going to go three times over um, if you read along with this bookmark. So you want to go for it, read both, all right? Right? If if you're like I don't know, this is like, just read the the, the 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 left side, the Genesis, and and it'll go on, and you get through the Bible in a in a couple of years. Now, all I'm gonna say is this: if nine-year-old Josh Oyanamari-chan can read and get is an avid reader in the Bible, and he's read through the Bible a number of times, even though it's like a picture Bible sometimes. And Kitty Bible sometimes, he's graduating. And now he's, what Bible is he reading now? Action Bible. So that's uh, NIV. Way to go, Dad. <laughs> no, anyway, yeah. But, but that one is not excerpts anymore. That's the whole Bible, right? Right? I think that's the whole Bible. So, so I, think, I think the Action Bible is either the New Century version or the NIV. But... But Josh is going to read too, and he's reading every night. Yeah, right. So when you get when you when you get discouraged, you just think WWJD. What would Josh do? All right. <laughs> okay. Now, for some of you religious types, that wasn't blasphemous. All right, it really wasn't because WWJD. That's not that's not a Bible thing. All right, that's like a man-made thing. So don't get all your shorts all bunched up. All right, just relax. It's going to be okay, all right? But as we work through the Bible, God's promises, He's going to give you hunger for the Word. And the last thing is this, in Joshua 1, verse 7, this is what God says to Josh. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study the book of instruction. Study the Bible. What? Continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. And this is my command, God's command to all of us here. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. See, that's God's promise to us. God's going to give you hunger. As you meditate and as you get into his word, God says he's going to lead you and he's going to prosper you and you're going to be successful in all you do. See, that's God's promise. Because he who calls us to something, he's faithful and he's going to do it. All right? Why don't you stand with me in the spring? I didn't give credit for, for who made these because I, I, didn't, I don't know if they, you know, they might get embarrassed. But, um, but someone made these and they're really good. Initials are EM and that's all I'm going to say. But uh, let's pray. <laughs> let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity we have. to be obedient to you and the privilege we have of, to be salt and light and to go out and take our land. 
to be messengers of great news. And I pray this year that we would be strong and courageous and we would do just that. That next year at this time, as we gather together, there are going to be people here because of what this group has done as they have stood strong and courageous that people have come to know you. I pray, God. I pray that we would see our city and our state change because of you. So thank you, Father. We pray for this, this. We look forward to this amazing and great year. Will you help us to be strong and courageous? We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, God bless. Um, yeah, so you know, let's, let's get on it. You know, we're a couple days behind, but you know, you can catch up. I know you can. Um, there should be, or there will be grub in the back. So just grab some of that. And maybe you can get a Bible reading partner and say, let's partner up and let's do this and all that and go for it. All right, God bless.